This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So there's a misconception that if you're single, you are incomplete perhaps damaged, salvaged, and you won't be happy until you find your one. And that is not true. That is bullshit. It is a message that has been fed to us by media and advertising. The truth is, when you're single, you have the richest soil for growth. That's why I created this podcast. And unlike other podcasts, this one is host-driven, not guest-driven. That means I will be rotating health and wellness experts three times a week to give you the giant box of wellness crayons not just the primary colors, so you can start building a meaningful life. It's time to give singlehood a cape. So I have my birth chart tattooed on my right forearm. And in Korean, it says, trust your story. Or at least I think that's what it says, because I can't read Korean. It could say something like, I'm an idiot. I have no idea. No, it says trust your story. Anyway, the birth chart was done by Millie. And... She is someone I met years ago, and I met her when she was just starting in her astrology and coaching career, and today she is just a rock star. She's an astrologer, a researcher, a teacher, and she's come to recognize that there are intuitive gifts within all of us, and the understanding of those gifts can help us align with our soul's purpose. And by sharing astrology through a practical lens, and this is what I love about Millie is it like me that she brings things to street level. Millie teaches her clients how to um, use astrology as a tool for self-discovery. And additionally, she provides guidance through astrological consultations, classes, and coaching. And currently she works with coaching one, one-on-one clients. Um, she also does group settings, retreats, and she's a co-host of the Blue Butterfly Effect podcast. Hope you enjoy today's episode with Millie. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to January 2023. I am your host for today, Millie Murillo. Uh, I am an astrologer, spiritual coach. I'm here to bring you your love scope for the first month of 2023. So before I get into January, I think you've caught on to my drift. I like to review where we're coming from in order to understand where we are and have a better, perhaps even more intentional idea of where we're going. So December, received a lot of messages, whether it was from clients, from those of you who follow me on Instagram, um, they they ghosted, they went silent, they changed their mind, things slowed down. Mars retrograde. Mars retrograde in Gemini got activated by the Sagittarius, by Sagittarius energy, by Sagittarius season. And here's why. Remember, we talked a lot about November, right? We talked about what November represented. <clears throat> and um received a lot of messages from that as well. And so December was this month where 
we got kind of tired of waiting, right? I think we all get to that point in in this journey, right? Where for long enough we can say, yes, I'm I'm surrendering to the process and I'm waiting for things to unfold and the answers will come and I will just know. And then eventually you're like, what the fuck? What is it already? I'm tired. I'm tired of surrendering. I'm tired of waiting. What is it? I need to know now, right? I think that's what Sagittarius season did. Um, just to paint you a little visual, imagine Sagittarius energy on one end of a table and then Gemini energy straight across from it, right? These two energies are facing one another. This is how Sagittarius and Gemini are in the Zodiac. They're at 180 degrees from one another. So as all of the planets were leaving Scorpio energy and moving into Sagittarius energy as we moved into December, <clears throat> they started activating the Sagittarius part of the Zodiac. Therefore, from a distance, they were opposing, creating a 180 degree angle to that Gemini energy. So what happens when, you know, when we're sitting across from someone, we're confronting things, there's a mirroring, there is a, there is hopefully one person, you know, uh, speaking their truth and then giving space for the other person to speak their truth and then, you know, back and forth, hopefully with the intention to find a middle ground. The thing is, is that Gemini energy wasn't ready to be confronted, wasn't ready to be faced. Mars retrograde in Gemini. Mars is the planet of action, assertion. Um, and so in Gemini, it was a Gemini is the energy that reminds us to weigh our options. Now, whether that was what, whether that was communicated or not, that is essentially in one way, shape or form, what we were all doing, weighing our options. So if you were on the Sagittarius energy, I want to know, I want to know now, what is the truth? What does this look like for the future? What does this look like in the big picture? The other side of Mars retrograde in Gemini is, I don't know. And if you were on the receiving end of the, I don't know, how did you hold that? I don't know. Because Sagittarius energy is fire energy. It's energy that is active, that is action oriented. And so is Mars, but Mars is retrograde. So it's slowed down, right? So I don't know what end you were on, you were at in this uh, 180 degree angle, but understand that it was necessary. That which delays you saves you. Okay. That is not my quote, I can't remember who said it, but I know that it's not mine. But that which delays you saves you. And here's why. So we moved away from Sagittarius energy. I want to know. The other side is, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. So, and that may have come off in different ways, right? We had a date. We no longer have a date. We were talking. Everything was going fine. And now we're no longer talking. We were going to have a conversation and then we didn't have the conversation. However it manifested for you, it's, I want to know. I don't know what to tell you. Now, here we move into Capricorn energy, solstice energy, new moon in Capricorn energy um, as of December 21st. And this is really interesting what I'm observing right now because all of a sudden, all of a sudden, 
the ones that were on the receiving end of the, I don't know, of the other person changing their mind and you're just kind of left with, okay, people are starting to come back to themselves. We had Venus, the planet of relationships, move into the sign of Capricorn. This is an empowered, feminine, grounded energy. This is energy that reminds us my first and foremost responsibility is me. The relationship that I have with myself sets the tone for all of the other relationships in my life. And so I know that we've heard that so many times, but Venus in Capricorn, Capricorn is earth energy. It's grounded energy. It's ruled by the planet Saturn. Saturn is the planet of healthy boundaries. Saturn is the planet of responsibility, first and foremost, self-responsibility. So it's interesting because as soon as I saw that shift, I started having different conversations with clients. I started receiving different DMs on Instagram. And by the way, um, I love receiving messages on Instagram. If I don't answer or I don't, you know, prolong my answer is I'm busy. I, I, I love communicating and connecting with people, but I'm busy, but I really do appreciate what you're going through. Um, because to me, it's fascinating to watch astrology, you know, come to life. So anyway, the conversations are different. It's, and it's not coming from a place, and this is really interesting, and, and I'm curious to see how this lands on you. It's not coming from a place, well, you know what, I'll show them. Um, I'm just going to think about me and worry about me, and everyone else can just go out themselves, right? No. This is something really beautiful that's happening astrologically, energetically, cosmically. It's kind of like this acceptance of what is in the most grounded way. And the beautiful thing about Capricorn energy is that it reminds us of our inner wisdom. Therefore, it represents self-responsibility because self-responsibility implies that you tap into your own wisdom and therefore you are able to um, nurture yourself, love yourself, care for yourself, right? Now, I'm noticing people coming back to their power, coming back to their groundedness, coming back to seeing situations exactly for, who, for what they are and the ability to say, you know what? that person's inability to give me an answer right now or their uh, inability to choose or, you know, sometimes when you don't choose, you are choosing. Um, that's really them. And that's their process. That's their process. That's their journey. This is actually, this energy is reminding me a lot about the conversation that I had with Danae. Um, for those of you who haven't heard our conversation, it's here on the Single on Purpose podcast. And it's called uh, Love Beyond Limitations, if I'm remembering that correctly. And it is about this. It is about understanding that we can love someone, we can care about someone. And if their path is not aligning with ours... Can we come back to our grounded, responsible adult self and say, that's okay? And I use those terms because those are very Capricornian terms. Venus in Capricorn is very much about do your actions, not your words. And so 
we are in a space with all of this Capricorn energy right now that moves us into January 2023. And it is about really asking ourselves, who am I today? Who am I today? Where am I? What do I feel? What's important to me? So that was a 10 minute intro, but I think it's important that, that I, again, that I review what we've been going through. So here we start January, we have the sun in Capricorn, Venus in Capricorn, Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. I'll get into that in a second. And Pluto in Capricorn. We have four planets in Capricorn, and that is what we call a stellium in Capricorn. Um, a stellium represents three or more astrological bodies in the same sign. What the cosmos are saying is tap into, hopefully, the highest expression of this Capricorn energy, which is everything I explained just a few moments ago self-responsibility, looking at things exactly for what they are. And what a beautiful way to begin a new year, because essentially what we're doing is we're coming back to our priorities. And when we come back to our priorities, we come back to self-responsibility, self-love, sense of self. We end up feeling more grounded. We end up feeling, we end up reconnecting with ourselves. We end up uh, um, being that, that fortitude that sometimes we can look for outside of ourselves and therefore we emanate a different light and a different energy that aligns and attracts with the type of love that we wish to find. So there's something really interesting about Capricorn energy because it's an earth sign that a lot of times is described as the CEO of the Zodiac and climbing that corporate ladder and, you know, reaching the top of the mountain at, you know, at all costs, all costs necessary, right? Uh, well, not, I hate that, those descriptions of Capricorn. I think each sign is so much more profound. Capricorn energy is essentially, it's the mythological creature that uh, is, it represents Capricorn energy as the seahorse. And so here you have a creature that is half fish, half uh, the sea goat, sorry, half fish, half goat. And the bottom half, the, the seahorse, is the ability to be able, or the ability to go underwater, the ability to dig deep, to go profound within ourselves. And then the goat, which is above water, which represents land, the ability to remain grounded in the profundity that it is to be human. In this case, in the profundity <laughs> that we move into when we love, when we're attempting to love, when we're trying to figure out what that means. So this Capricorn energy has really brought a lot of grounding and quote unquote realistic energy to our relationships. And here's what I mean by realistic is simply seeing what is there and being so loving to yourself that you're not leading yourself on to believe something that isn't there, right? One of the things with uh, Sagittarius energy, which we had in December, was believing before seeing, keeping the bigger picture in mind, right? But we have to be very mindful of that, especially in relationship, because relationship is not just us. It's, it include it involves one other per at least one other person right or multiple people. We can't assume anything 
of where anyone else is at. No matter whether you're just on the dating phase or whether you've been together for several years, assumptions are very tricky. There, you have to remember that each person is on their own journey. And so if during Cap, I'm sorry, if during Sagittarius season, you were in the space of hopefulness, which I can understand, you have to come back to asking yourself, where was that coming from? Because essentially Mars retrograde, which is still retrograde, by the way, by the time that we move into January, so is Mercury retrograde. So if you're waiting for an answer, my loves, you're really not going to receive it more towards the end of January. Okay. But this is giving you the opportunity to question, to ask yourself, what is the intention behind this hopefulness? Where is it really coming from? Am I again, tying myself to a story that I've, you know, told myself time and time again with others, or do I actually, do I have factual evidence of, okay, I just need to give this person some time and space, but we are on the same page. Very, very different questions we ask ourselves as we begin January. But here's what I think. I think that we're much more grounded. I think that that solstice, that, that Capricorn solstice of December 21st really opened up an energetic window of coming back to self and saying, what am I building internally? What am I building for myself? How do I come back to feel grounded within myself? Enough of all of this BS, enough of all of these situationships, enough of this. And here with Capricorn energy, especially the first half of January, we have the opportunity to remember anything that we create first and foremost comes, anything that we create in our external world, including relationships, first and foremost has to be created within us. And that is not just as simple as saying, well, if I think it enough times, then it's going to come true. No, this is about doing some deep, deep work and getting very, 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 very honest with ourselves and where our responsibility lies in the relationships that we choose to have. Because one of the things that can come up, particularly in the beginning of January, is the question of, was I trying to manipulate a situation again? Was I trying to manipulate the other person into giving me an answer that they just either didn't have or didn't want to give me? And whatever it was, they have every right to do. I think that even if that wasn't your intention, just check in. Check in. Have I been a little manipulative? And the reason for that is that Venus and Capricorn is coming together with Pluto, uh, actually January 1st. So what an interesting combo of energy to have the first day of a new year. Or better yet, what is my relationship to manipulation? How have I used it in the past? Am I, is that still me? Um, does it creep its way into my, uh, into my relationships now? And that's a, that's a pretty heavy question, right? So I invite you to, if it helps to journal it, to let it marinate, to see what unfolds, you know, not just in that journaling session, but maybe set an intention for that week to see how the answer of that question unfolds. Um, and if not, then I would, I would assume that you're 
tapping into the flip side of that Venus-Pluto conjunction, which is empowerment, which is empowerment from transformation, because that's what Pluto represents. And so for, for any of you who have been through a significant transformation throughout your life, and you've let it humble you, but you also let it empower you, you understand the groundedness that you feel after, you know, a trek of time, right? Um, transformations, transformative periods tend to last quite a while, right? Anywhere from, you know, two, three years. And when you come out of that period, hopefully there's a sense, not just a sense of, I did that, I went through that. It, it's really interesting because if you get the point, you come out understanding much more than I did that, it's how necessary that was how necessary that was because without it, you wouldn't have the outlook that you have now. And it's a very different sense of, I don't know, pride. And so this is a really great time to reflect how, how far you've come, okay? So as of January 2nd, Venus switches signs and Venus goes into the sign of Aquarius and remains there till January 26th. My loves, Venus in Aquarius is all about relating differently, relating freely, open relationships. Um, that's what the energy represents, right? That doesn't mean that that's exactly what's going to happen. We've already been seeing, you know, all of these things. But Venus in Aquarius, the essence of that energy is that I want to be free to do whatever I want, especially if what I want is outside, is outside the box. So here we go from a December where I want an answer. I don't know what to tell you, right? Potentially, right? And then moving into Capricorn energy where, where it's like, you know what? I'm tired of just asking for an answer all the time. I'm going to come back to me. What do I need to feel fulfilled? And then we move into Aquarius energy, which is I'm just going to be free and I'm going to be my individual self, and I'm going to let that guide me through life and align exactly with who I'm meant to align with. I think this Venus um, in Aquarius energy is going to feel liberating. I think it's going to feel nice. And so remember, I mentioned that we start January with Mars still retrograde in Gemini and Mercury retrograde in Gemini. So I think that Venus in Aquarius is going to give us an even greater sense of freedom, of not waiting around for an answer, of simply saying, of, of, of finally just liberating ourselves from waiting and understanding, I have a life to live and I'm going to explore it and I'm going to experience it and I'm going to align with those that want to align with me because Aquarius is the sign of community. Aquarius is a sign of friendship. It's air energy. It doesn't like to be tied down. It needs freedom. It needs space to be. So Venus and Aquarius, depending on how you uh, hold that energy, uh, yeah, I think that it can feel freeing, but I think that it can also make others uncomfortable. So be mindful of that, right? Because if you have you know, controlling manipulative tendencies. And there's no, there's no judgment on that. Who hasn't been there, right? Who, who hasn't been there? We've all been through that space. And if that's where you're at in your journey and Venus and Aquarius triggers that, well, what does that say about your path and your journey, 
what do you need to look at instead of trying to get someone else to, you know, accommodate to those things. So Venus in Aquarius is also going to create really beautiful, harmonious aspects to Jupiter and Aries. Um, from January 3rd to January 5th, this is an amazing time to meet people. Um, I think it's an amazing time for dates as well, but I don't know. I, I, great time for dates. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel that this is just like connection, connection with community, com connection for groups, right? And then seeing what those group connections who they might lead you to, right? To me, Aquarius is not so much one-on-one. -on -one. To me, Aquarius is a lot is about a lot of people and being open to experiencing different things, experimenting with with things that are outside of the box for you, with um, you know, trying something new. So if that is an intention that you have for a new year, for the new year, you know, uh trying more things that are out of your comfort zone. Venus in Aquarius, the month of January is really awesome for that. Okay. So, um, this is interesting because, so remember when I talked about, right, the Sagittarius energy and opposition to Mars retrograde in Gemini, right? They, I want to know now, well, I don't know what to tell you type of energy. Come January 9th with Venus now in Aquarius and Mars, although still retrograde, but almost done with its retrograde in Gemini, two air signs, different. We're talking differently. We're not talking at one another. Two air signs really love to mingle. This is such amazing energy. January 9th, I'm double checking what day that is. Oh, it's a Monday. My God. Okay. January 9th through January 15th are beautiful times to connect with people. If you don't have people, go to meetups, go to a dance class, go to like, I don't know, art and wine, get into groups because you just never know who you might meet. But here's what I'll say, especially that weekend of the 14th and the 13, 14, 15, not a great actually the whole week, really, from the 9th through the 15th. Not a great week for like first dates. And here's why. One, a lot of air energy. We need a ton of freedom. No one is really looking. The energy doesn't lend itself for a lot of seriousness. Now, you want to do first date, you're not looking for something serious. Hey, have at it, right? But to me, this just this opens up so many more opportunities to meet people. This is great for friendships. This is great for collaborations, uh, ex especially creative collaborations. Um, but this energy of these about these seven days is more about groups than one-on-one. -on -one. Um, although that weekend of the 13th, 14th, and 15th, if you have been seeing someone great weekend to kind of do something outside of the box, something that is new to both of you, shake things up a bit, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know why this is coming up, but like, you know, having sex in different places, hotel sex is always great. There's something so freaking fun about that, right? Whatever it is, let it be outside the box. Let it be fun. Keep it light. 
not a week for serious, heavy conversations, not a week for, okay, what's the answer? Where are we? What are we doing? Remember, I told you you're going to receive answers the second half of January and more towards the end, but these answers have to come, people have to come to you. Unlike December where I want to know, I don't know what to tell you. You have to let people come to you. Freedom, air energy, Mars retrograde in Gemini. I don't know. I don't know. Venus in Aquarius. I don't care. I just want to be me. I want freedom. You have to let people be. You have to respect their journey. And in essence, what you're doing is that you're respecting your own. Because when you're bringing this energy back to you, you're filling your cup. You're nurturing your heart. You're healing parts of your inner children that need joy, that need experience, that need new uh, friends, new groups. It's beautiful energy for that. And it's, it's interesting because this energy just reminds us of the type of love that we are going to experience here on out. And here's what I mean by that. And I think that we've seen it. We've seen it a lot in the last, in the last two years. People want to feel like they can live their own life, even in a serious relationship. Okay. They want to know that they can aspire for bigger, greater things and that they can go after them and still be in a serious relationship. They want to know that they can say yes to, to, to life and still be in a serious relationship. It's really interesting because it shifts things. Even conversations within couples who have been together for a long time are going to change. The checking in with one another, it's going to change right? Before we make a big decision. I don't think that people are going to stop doing that. I just think that the tone is going to change. It, it's going to go from, I think that this is a decision we need to make together to this is the decision that I'm making and I'm letting you know. <sighs> mm. That's a tough one because we're coming out of a period of time that very, very, very much created codependent relationships, right? And so now the flip side of this, and it's very Aquarian in nature is I am my own person. And if you love me as much as I love you, you're going to let me be, and you're going to let me live this journey. So if you're on a single path, right? If you're, if, if you're single right now, please understand that Things are shifting and you may see it already, right? We see it a lot with, with dating apps. We see it a lot with very open relationships. And I understand how that does, how that's not for everybody. I totally get it. Absolutely. And that doesn't mean that that's all that, that is out there. I just think it's, it's this energy of freedom is manifesting itself in that way first. So hopefully over the next two years we'll evolve and we'll be able to find a middle ground but freedom is the theme first and foremost. So overall, January to me, it's, it's not necessarily an energy of commitment. 
here's what I'll say. I think that as of January 21st, we have a really beautiful new moon on January 21st. It's, it's a new moon in Aquarius. Phenomenal new moon. Amazing, beautiful, ugh, beautiful new moon. All planets direct. Everything is just liking one another. Beautiful. And one of the aspects of this new moon is Venus coming together with Saturn. Anytime that Venus is together with Saturn, Venus, the planet of relationships, Saturn, the planet of commitment, represents a commitment, but it's in the sign of Aquarius and it's in the new moon. It's in a new moon of Aquarius. Aquarius, Aquarius, Aquarius. Freedom, community. I'm on my path. You're on yours and we can still love each other and that's okay. Please understand that the way that we have been doing relationships all along is not going to be the way that we're going to do relationships from here on out. There is a collective awakening happening and we are realizing that the only responsibility that we have as individuals in this lifetime is to fulfill our purpose as individuals and think about how much in the past a lot of people haven't fulfilled their their, their path in, in a way that they would have liked because, oh, well, I didn't do the thing because I was in a relationship. I didn't go over here because I was in a relationship. I, it's different now. It's a different awakening. This freedom, the sense of autonomy, this, the sovereignty of the self, of the soul, of the mind. And I actually think that this is really beautiful because we need to be in love with ourselves first. We need to rekindle the love with ourselves first in order for us to rewrite the definition of love in this human world. We need to. So this doesn't, again, this doesn't mean that people aren't going to get married. This doesn't mean that you won't get to live together. This doesn't mean any of that. But you'll find that the essence of that will change. The foundation of, of relationships is going to be freedom, and that's going to look very differently for everyone, right? Um, and that doesn't mean, again, that you won't have a partner that, that takes you into account or that doesn't care about you. But there's always, I'm very mindful of you using always and never, but there is going to be an essence of, I need to think of myself first, because if I don't, then I can't genuinely be there for you. Okay? So interesting month. I think it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of air energy. We're coming back to ourselves. So um, have fun. Go meet people. Get out there. Respect the journey that someone else is on. Come back to yours. What matters to you? Who are you now at this point in your life? What do you want? What do you genuinely desire? Are the desires that you're having, are they based on a version of you from last year, two years ago, or are they based on the version of you now? You have far bigger questions to ask yourself, okay? So uh, I am still having end of the year readings or, you know, 2023 readings. Book them. I'm going to um, extend the booking period till the end of January, till January 31st. So take advantage of that. Uh, what's in store for you? What's what's, What does love have in store for you? Mini readings, I'm still swamped. So they'll come, I promise, when they come, most likely in January. Uh, but other than that, have a beautiful, beautiful January. 
come back to yourself, remain grounded in your own self-love and remember that that is where everything else stems from. Emanate the love that already exists with you and everything that is meant for you will simply come. Okay. Much love. Bye-bye. I hope that episode was helpful. Hey, listen, if you want to share your singlehood journey, if you've gone somewhere, come back. If you have revelations and wisdom, please share your story. It's going to help other people. Nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing other people's stories. So just send me the audio of your story and you could just record it directly from your phone and email it to theangrytherapist at gmail.com. Also, if you want our Single on Purpose newsletter, go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life. You will get tools and articles and other people's stories and also uh, Zoom links to private gathers. So if you want to join our community, go to singleonpurpose.life. Thank you for listening. Be well. We hope you tell a friend. Hey, before you go, I want to invite you to the Single on Purpose private community online. It's off of social media. No ads, no algorithms. We got forums. We got live groups. We got webinars. And we have social hangs. We also have offline in-person hangs happening soon. So check us out. Go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life. And I will see you inside.